Live from the Info Pilgrim Studios in sunny South Florida, we bring you Observation Station, the podcast that discusses real-world events as they happen. Now, here's your host, Jack May. What is up, everybody, and welcome to Observation Station. This week, we're going to talk a little bit about yet another Facebook data breach, a little bit more on the Kavanaugh hearings, and finally answer your listener questions. Now, this week, again, I'm joined by the always handsome, always mm. intelligent David Dolby. How are you, David? I think Jack said that handsome part because I look particularly more handsome today. Than <laughs> he I shaved the my, beard. I shaved the beard. You shaved the beard. And Jack you, liked it. You look a little less terrorist. I had to. Yeah, I was getting scruffy. Um, well, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Ways you can know somebody's not a drinker. If you ask them for a beer opener and they hand you a multi-tool, <laughs> which is what Jack did. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'll just go wow. through one of you the know, 30 you know, every, little widgets on here. Every episode, we nope. start off with you saying something that's negative a, That's about a protractor. Me. That's not what I want. <laughs> every episode, it starts this way. But that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So you're gonna, you got anything else you want to judge me on? That's it. Everything else is going good for oh, okay. you, Jack. David, what are we drinking today? It looks like it's a little Free submarine dive. dude. What's it called? Free Dive IPA. It's at Wawa. Ooh. <laughs> if you're looking to buy it. That's just where I found it. That's why I'm saying it. They have a cr- pretty cool beard cooler, but I just go in there and I look for a cool logo. And if it <laughs> if it tastes good, I figure that's a win-win because it has a cool logo. It's unique. It's an IPA so, with a little citrusy taste to it. Yeah. Start off with a good logo. Build towards that. You don't want a good beer with a bad logo because then... It is what you it end up is. with Bud Light. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bashing the big time. All right, so David. Big time. <laughs> you like that. So, David, let's get to our main point. Obviously, Facebook has another data breach. 50 million users, all their information is released to the public. Um, obviously, this time it's actually an attack. But again, it's still. Where, where are you going? I'm scooting my chair. Oh, okay. Oh, he's so getting serious. Away. So, Facebook is. is losing the trust of its consumers once again. But I think the bigger issue is the fact is we put so much data on Facebook that we have to be concerned about losing that. I think that it's kind of leading into, uh, for lack of better words, a big brother environment. We don't need to be worried so much about our government as much as we have to worry about these private companies that we're giving our information to. Would you agree with that? I'm going to back up a little bit. because. (laughs) Yes, back it up. Jack's been listening to a lot of hip hop and rap these past couple days. Could you sound more white? He's also not hip hop and rap, <laughs> and so he's th- he's throwing a lot of rap terms. Do you? You're from Detroit, right? I am originally you, from Detroit. Isn't MGK? He's not from Detroit. I do not believe so. I think he's from we've Cleveland. already rejected him okay. because of what he's doing to our sacred son Eminem. Eminem, who made a song called "Kill Shot Detroit." Did he make a song called Detroit? No, beautiful. I don't think the song about the city where he's yeah, saying, he sings a song about Detroit, yeah. but it's not called Detroit. No, it's, but it's a nice song about Detroit. Anyways, yeah. one time this was back when I was still in the military. Something was going on with Facebook. I think it was when he was going to the hearings, and he was acting weird. Who Eminem? No, sorry, the Facebook guy. Oh, Mark Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg. when he's Lizard King. Yeah. And I was talking to my buddy at work one time. I was like, "Can you believe this thing that's going on with Facebook and how they?" Use data aggregating programs or whatever the word is, data collection software. Data mining. Yeah. I'm just throwing out a bunch of buzzwords. Yeah, I was like, I don't think he knows what he's talking about. (laughs) Algorithms. That's always a good one. But, um, yeah, he was like, well, David, I don't get it, man. It's like people sign up on Facebook. They put that stuff up there. It's a private company. They can do what they want with their information. 
And it was, to me, it was like the weird situation we have in America. Because on one hand, he's correct. My, whatever I put up there it was liable to be used for ulterior motives. Yeah. On the other hand, what do you do when there's systems and culture that uh, encourages certain behavior where people will provide this information almost unknowingly and maybe they're ignorant but the fact is they are providing it and they can be manipulated and misused with that what do you do when that's going on it's like what do you do when somebody's taking advantage of ignorant people mm. is that still just the fault of the ignorant or do people have to come in there and be like hey we need to knock this off and i don't think it should be the government that's kind of scary when no. the government co- the government should not have control over that but i really think it's more in the power of the individual that people need to start waking up and being like it, Facebook is what I make it ultimately. Mm. Nobody's forcing me on there. I mean, you can say, well, you pretty much need it nowadays. And in a lot of ways you do, but you also don't. You don't need it to eat, to drink, to sleep, you know. There's many people who have Facebook and are living great lives. Yeah, and it's how much you invest in it. Like, yeah. you you can see people who don't really get into it that much. They don't have that much information. They're pretty much unaffected. People that live on it a lot of the day, and they that's what they interact with. For a lot of hours, I mean, sure, it's going to affect them big time. But what what was the original? The data was lost again from Facebook. It was. It was an attack this time. It wasn't them selling it, but it still was. It wasn't safe. No. The information was exactly. Not safe. And that's you. You expect it. You know, obviously, with Facebook, it's being such a huge corporation, like the number two in the entire world. You know, where it comes to gross profit, but it, it's just frustrating when you see that that you expect that, that security to be there. I think another weird thing about this that people aren't really used to yet because it's still developing and relatively new in uh, the world is the idea that people's metadata and their internet information can be monetized and exchanged mm. as for profit and for advertising and for group assessments and even affecting large-scale social thought processes. It's happening to us right now with Alexa. It's listening to us. Of course. See... This is why I take so many different roads home from Jack's house every time. Because I know the goons and the goblins that's are right. waiting on the Giblin Street. That's a, that's a Lil Wayne reference. <laughs> They're just waiting there for me. Can I take me out Alexa's minions? But what we're, see, now I'm totally paranoid and derailed. Look at you. you. It's so easy to derail you. All I have to say is Alexa. Sure, Jack, you're going to have to pick up my body. And pick you're going your to be like, oh, obvious suicide. Yeah. yeah gonna, this guy was off his rocker. Yeah, I mean, it, shoot. If the robot... Ro- the robots. The, the robots. robots. The robots. Jack has the a robot, robot vacuum cleaner. The, if the robots do it, it's going to obviously be done with, you know, calculations. So. This is another movie idea. Oh, no. What is it? You have one of the vacuum cleaners. Yes. That's automatic. Yes. And somebody is careless and they leave, like beer caps on the ground and stuff and it chips the Roomba up and the Roomba gets like mad at the human and bitter and starts like alright I'm gonna stop you right there this is getting really weird plot ways to kill oh the human and then it's the evil Roomba we have gone off a huge rabbit but, trail but yes as we were saying yes monetized data that can be scraped from people's profiles that's a relatively new concept in the world I think and people don't really know how to deal with it and people don't like seeing themselves as some kind of cash cattle on the internet some mm. kind of Oh, they can take my contacts and my likes and my dislikes and use it to make money. But that's something that we have to deal with these days. I think I'm going to disagree with you a little bit on that. I think that there's a small contingent of people who are very paranoid about that. Whereas, you know, the majority of us people are like, oh, new new technology. How does this better us? You know, we do our research. Right. Yeah, we realize that Amazon's going to, st- like, not steal, but uh, 
to cap uh, to use the technology inside of our homes for their own gain. Which I mean, you think about it, that's capitalize capitalism at its finest is where it's like, hey, you know, you're letting me in your home, you're letting me have a full control of your conversations in your home. Why can't I use that? I mean, this is what my machine's for, and right. I think it comes down to how much you value your privacy. Obviously, what you do in your own home, you expect to be kept secret. But at the same time, you 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 put it in there. You if you're that dumb to put it in there and feel like you're being violated, that's on you. And that's what my buddy was saying to me, basically, because I don't think he had a big internet presence. He was just one uh-huh. of those guys that wasn't into it that much, which I think is cool. You know. It, I think people sometimes live healthier lives when they're less on the internet. Mm. But a lot of times, the job, the way it's set up nowadays, people work and interact on the internet. Yeah, you so have to much. have it. Yeah, you have to have connection. But uh, that's what he was saying. Like people sign up for this, they agree to the terms and agreements, and they get Facebook. It's not like at birth you're like, oh, this is my profile. I have to update this. So that is a big thing. It's just in today's culture, it's so encouraged, and people are at very young ages it's like we're dealing with children now getting addicted to drugs except it's social media mm-hmm. at what risk you know hopefully instruct your kids the only problem where I I think paranoid people would have a point because once like, once again this is all just on the internet and you can live such a healthy normal life without any of this mm-hmm. but when people start using mass data um, collections to sway large groups and mm. implement policies that affect people's lives globally and in uh, lethal ways. So what you're saying is like using raw data and interpreting life because of that, because of the raw data. Or people no, people like taking identities and collecting information from people's profiles and manipulating gotcha. that okay. and manipulating those people into making policies that affect gotcha. real world situations. By using these statistics, gotcha. Okay. And have we seen it yet? I don't know. But have we seen it with the media? I think yes. And I don't I don't think it's a stretch to say people could do the same thing with Facebook. You know how they can flood people's profiles with certain ads? Yeah. And when they do that, you can say, okay, don't get your political views from Facebook ads. Sure. But what if it's working? Is that mm. uh, ethical? Ooh. You know, or are there are there people that should say up and say, hey, yeah, this is unfortunate that it's working, but it is working and we need to stop it. Mm. So that's, you know, that's where I'm at. That's where it would be a problem. I think for me and I think for a free country to operate. I agree. And I, I think that, you know, you have to add in the factor of capitalism into it. Of course, you know, mm-hmm. if you buy the product and you know the risk and you put it in your home, I think that you have no room to complain. It's the same thing about if you don't vote. I know this is a little bit of a contingent, but uh, if you don't vote, you don't have the right to complain about your leaders. I think that's the kind of my way of thinking on this. I think it was 50% of Americans voted this last election. Yeah, it was pathetic. So if you want to divide that in half, we had 25% vote Trump, 25% vote Hillary. So 25% should be protesting in America, right? <laughs> You're not wrong. Or anybody else who decided to turn around and not vote. Or who voted for Trump and now don't, doesn't like him and they can protest too. But, like, I mean, and I'm not saying I'm blameless. I'm just saying be the activist, you know, yeah. be the change. If, uh, yeah, like, if you don't believe in something, do something about it, basically. Yeah. One of the things I was going to bring up when you were talking about the the Facebook being a private corporation, mm. I don't know what I was listening to. I think I was listening to some podcast or something. But there, maybe it was a radio. They were talking about the struggles for <clears throat> people who get into trouble with private corporations <clears throat> excuse me like the the legal process they have to go to to uh, 
intercede for themselves. Mm. So if somebody is like trying to change a policy of a major corporation, it's much harder to go about the legal steps. So when you have things like Facebook CEOs that are uh, affecting people's lives, if they try to defend themselves or engage legally in that, the process is so complicated because it's a private corporation. And they also have that huge amount of money behind them instead of you. So that's the thing that's kind of frightening. So like to get back to the main point, Big Brother environment. I think we're already in this environment. Every single one of our electronic devices has a screen. You can be watched no matter what. It doesn't matter what kind of privacy settings you put on it. You're going to have a camera in your face all the time. And that's what Big Brother's all about, is having something in your face. Agreed, it's not as tyrannical as it was in the 1984 book, but I still think... Tyrannical? 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 I thought it was. Tyrannical? T-Rex? I don't know. know. We know what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know what he's saying. I think that it's just, we're already in that age, but I think we're in a different spectrum of that. We have capitalism protecting us to an extent. Yeah. And maybe this, maybe we're experiencing the um, tyranny of capitalism, basically. It's not going to be the king or the... The, the dollars. It's going to be the corporation that made it to the top first. Whoever has the most money. So, you know, we'll have to deal with this as it comes. This will be new waters for us. Jeff Bezos is Jeff our new Bezos, big brother. Zuckerberg. <laughs> Didn't Walt Disney freeze his body? He's probably still. So he could come back. He's, and he's with Tupac right start now. Start the Third Reich again or something. <laughs> third Reich. Just because he was what? a Nazi. I don't think he was. <laughs> Wasn't he a Nazi? He hated Jews. That is true. Walt Disney. Walt Disney. Weird. And I can't talk about the, that with the other co-host, Joey Adams, because he's a big Disney freak. But yes, he definitely was a big time That's Nazi. That's a red flag. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. If <laughs> you, you ever say Disney freak, yeah. whoa, there's something to be getting Uh-oh. freaky about with Disney. Sorry, Uh-oh. Joey. No, I met Joey. He's a cool kid. <laughs> Anyways. I didn't know he was a Disney freak at the time. Anyways, obviously the, the other big news in our news cycle right now is the Kavanaugh hearings. Uh, obviously, they, they passed it. It's going to the Senate floor right now. The big thing is that uh, Trump just issued a FBI investigation, which will this will be number seven into this case, which people don't realize there's already been six prior ones. And yet we're pushing this back again. David, my thought on this, and I'm going to be obviously a hot take right here. I think that this is just another attempt by the Democrats to keep pushing it back further and further. And they're using the righteous indignation of Ford to push their agenda. Do you think that I'm overthinking this? Okay, let me let me reanalyze your hot take. We My need hot to take. get like a soundboard for when we say hot take. Not that. We need noise. sizzling. Something yeah, sizzling. Yeah, like a fajita just came out. Ooh, I don't want a fajita. You know, like yeah. a chilies, and you're like, ooh, I wish I got that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So my, I'll reiterate it. So yeah, you understand. sorry. My hot thing. Take. <laughs> so my thinking is, <laughs> I can't get this out. My thinking is that. Um, I think the Democrats saw an opportunity with the whole Ford situation and capitalized on it and decided, hey, we can use this to push this back until the elections are over in November to get a new leader, uh, a new Supreme Court justice that fits their global plan. Oh, wow, Jack, with the mm. globalist talk. Mm. Well, I... I knew you'd like that part. That was good. I I watched some YouTube videos of the Kavanaugh here. Oh, my goodness. There it is. Well, and I... Um, what else did I do? I listened to some of the, the questionings by the senators and... What was it? Lindsey? Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham go off on the people. He had some righteous indignation. And then I'd read a lot of the comments. And then I'd go and I'd check out some of my friends on Facebook that are like... Harvard uh, teachers and they were posting stuff about it that was suggesting one thing and then mm. I go to the other page and 
it was suggesting something else. So it was pretty divided, that's for sure. The people that are upset with um, Kavanaugh are every time he shows like indignation or frustration, they're like, "Oh, look, his mask is coming off. This is a man that would abuse women." And people who are for Kavanaugh are like, yeah, this guy is fed up and he's really sick of this. This is getting ridiculous. I mean, from the outside looking in, removing all gender roles, which is hard to do with this kind of situation, but trying to remain as unbiased as possible, just as a total critical, um, what, what's the word, analysis of the situation, the accusations look shady. Mm -hmm. They look really weird. Mm -hmm. And... The high school parties definitely you could see stuff like this happening all the time mm -hmm. and but the memories they're just sweet it, the whole situation is vague and i mean i don't think i don't know about dr ford she seems like i don't I have no reason to disbelieve her mm -hmm. but the whole process and everything I, the whole way it's been gone but they've been going about it, it has been kind of um, suspicious and i i think that obviously some people are going to already be turning off from this when they hear that because they're the thing is, people aren't thinking this through. And my issue is, you know, as law enforcement, my job is to look at the black and white. All right, where's the evidence? There is no evidence. It's a he said, she said affair right now. There's no evidence. You know, the witnesses apparently said that they're, they don't remember that ever happening, blah, blah, blah. There's no concrete evidence. It's just her word versus his word. And, and if you, that is brought up in court, that's not going to stand. And that's the way I look at it. I was like... We're going after a man's character, which is one of the probably the most valuable thing a man can have. Let's be honest. Do, don't you agree? Like, if someone's coming after your integrity, that's everything. Like, that's the most valuable thing to me. Would well, you differ? I mean, and what is he trying to be a judge? So yeah. he's pretty much based yes. on his character. That's what, and that's this the is, one. That, I'm sorry. No, that's all I had. That's the one position <laughs> I believe. I am. That's the one position I believe you have to have morality. I don't care. There's obviously people that are judges that don't have the greatest morals. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, every job in this world is going to have some shady people. But I think that until he has been proven without a shadow of a doubt, we cannot attack this guy's character. Yes, we can investigate. We can ask him questions. But the fact that we're just assuming that he did this, I think this is just a gross interpretation of law. Yeah, and it and it kind of ties in with the Big Brother thing, just because of the the culpability. I think that's the right word. The the blame or mm -hmm. the culpability of the media that's been covering this. The way that what was it? The white power symbol, the OK. Did you see that circulated? Uh -uh. I guess there was a woman sitting behind Kavanaugh that did the whatever symbol mm -hmm. for like when you know when you do the punching yeah. somebody's leg or whatever. And there was a 4chan troll movement from like 2015 or 2013 that was like, let's make people think this is a symbol of white power. Wow. And they spread it. And then when somebody saw that from the court hearings, they are like, oh, is she you know, supporting white power? It makes a W and a P. And Sheesh. then people were spreading this story. And the, they spread these pictures. I see these pictures of a bunch of women sitting by, behind Kavanaugh, and he has an angry expression on his face, and all the women are looking like kind of... Looking disgusted. Disgusted. Yeah. And it's like, if you're spreading these pictures, people are going to subconsciously look at this man as like a dirty, disgusting rapist. Mm -hmm. And he has a family. He has kids. Whether or not he is, I mean, at this point, his public image has been severely tarnished. And... Without the evidence, it's like, was it justified? Mm. And, I mean, without a doubt, I think people from both sides could say, and I'm not saying the Republicans don't do this either, the Democrats did seem to use this woman's uh, story for their own good and oh, not yeah. for justice for her. 
It doesn't seem like that's their best intent. I think many people could agree with that. Oh, and I definitely think that this story has been sensa- sensationalized on both sides. But my problem is that there, everyone's justifying this as sexual assault. For me, if you look at the script of law, sexual assault involves penetration. And I, I'm sorry if we're getting a little too gruesome for this, but that's the point I'm trying to make is there was no penetration. Yes, he gave her the fear, which is definitely assault. He was on top of her, gave her the fear that she was going to be sexually assaulted, but that was assault. And the fact that they're using the word sexual assault in a time where the Me Too movement is so huge, I think is just sensationalizing the issue to a point that is wrong. Because if, yes, she was wronged. Like, obviously, if this happened, she was wronged greatly. But to use the mis misusing the terms of the word i think is uh an issue i can't get over for me because it, it's wrong and that's a tough thing because if you come out and say that people will be like oh well you don't think that's where it was heading and that's just you're just sticking to the law you don't understand all that but that small miss uh step in the allegations is huge for public image mm-hmm. you know and like you said that that does matter a big deal because he would not be accused of that mm-hmm. is what you're saying i don't exactly. know no no it's 100 what i'm saying but and i heard there's other women that conveniently came, come out right yeah now. and then i saw this mashup video of course somebody was spreading on facebook of just him saying how much he liked beer and they're saying wow do you really want to judge that's this addicted to beer and it was like just a bunch of different clips of him saying you know i was drinking some beers uh-huh. or whatever i was like is this where we're at right now yeah. is this what we even want to fill our time with no it's everything's about being a clickbait like what's going to grab the attention what's going to make people hate this guy what's going to make people love this guy and like i'm saying i think both sides are playing it Let's be honest; they really are. Yeah, and the protests, the or the or allegedly organized protests that were going on yeah. in there, which served no purpose. Mm-hmm. That's not how you're going to decide anything in that. But if you listen to those protests, and I watched some of the videos, these women would stand up and say, "Be a hero and vote no." Mm. And if that's what you remember from watching that little bit, and if you're an average American, you sit down and watch the news for thirty minutes, <laughs> and this woman stands up and says. Be a hero, vote no, and you see a subtitle that says Kavanaugh accused of sexual assault. What are you going to walk away when you got to go pick up your kids from school? What are you going to be thinking? Oh, that guy's sexual Mm. assaulter or whatever. And that's like the media, you really have to start reporting the truth. You are doing a huge disservice to the American people. And maybe maybe the truth isn't as financially lucrative as the story. But you gotta have some kind of code of ethics here. Yeah. We need oh. we need good people telling us what's going on because what the country's gonna destroy itself if you do this. Yeah, it's already tearing itself in half because of this story, and it's one Supreme Court justice. And obviously, he's a huge vote. He's the swing vote. Whoever's elected, this is gonna be the one that decides a lot of you know Supreme Court cases, whether it becomes a conservative court or a more you know liberal court. It really decides on this, so it's obviously a big thing. But I think that we have huger issues. And like, obviously, a couple weeks ago, we talked about a a compound that was harboring terrorists inside of America. What happened with that? Does anybody know? I (laughs) I legit looked for news on that because I was like, I want to do a follow-up. I can't find anything. Nobody's talking about it. It's like the news cycle uh, cycle moved on. It was like the Kavanaugh hearings where it's at right now. What? Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. We've had some of the worst school shootings in the history of the world in the past two years. And we have a camp that allegedly was training kids to kill school students. And there's nothing. Nothing. What is that? Nothing. How is that possible? How bad is it that a 
satirical show like South Park. I don't know if you saw this week's episode. I'm not a big uh, is fan. Is there a new season? Out? Yes, there's a new season. Oh, there I are episodes know. about school shooting and how we sensationalize them. And granted, at first I was kind of appalled that like they could make a joke about this. But like you sit back, and you know, I was reading some of the commentary and the writers were talking about like why they went with this episode. It was talking about how quickly we are to move on for something so tragic. Something so tragic. People lost lives to the in these school shootings, and we're just like, oh, okay, it, it always happens. And that I think that's our biggest issue is whatever the biggest news story is that's in the cycle, that's the only thing we focus on. We don't care about you know the survivors or anything anymore. It's like let's make a GoFundMe page for Dr. Ford, which I was like, okay, she's a doctor. I'm pretty sure she doesn't need money right now. Oh, come on. Yeah, she and I think her and her family were doing all right. I yeah. mean, I don't want to speak like I yeah. know their lives, but. And that's another thing with Kavanaugh. People have to realize, if you have a wife and kids, and the biggest story in America, which is arguably one of the, one of the most talked about countries in a global level of mm-hmm. social networking and whatnot, and if the whole week they've been talking about you being this frat boy rapist, and that's what you got to talk to your kids about, now you got to talk to your kids about rape and sexual assault, and with you being the villain of the mm-hmm. story in, on most channels... That, that could really destroy a family. Mm-hmm. That could really tear it apart. And you look, and uh, I don't know if you've been watching some of the hearings themselves, but the wife, she just looks completely broken because of this. I mean, just imagine being, that's your partner. Every single little thing he's done is being dissected. Something that he did 30 years is being dissected. And we don't even know if it's true. And this is what you have to live with. Yeah. I, I can't imagine, and I, I give her all the kudos in the world, all her the kids as well. I mean, this is not something easy. I mean, they're probably being mocked on the playground, whatever it is. It's just, it's disappointing to see like that's how our country is handling this. There's so much better ways. We could have handled this behind closed doors. And I think that would have served Dr. Ford way better. She's, Very much so. She's like the um, kid from Parkland. What was his name? Uh, David Hogg. Mm. Where... If you present this sacrificial lamb in front of a country that's divided, so divided as it is, Mm -hmm. half of them are going to tear him apart. Half of the country is tearing Dr. Ford apart, calling her a liar. And the other half is calling her a victim. That's not a good spot for a human being to be in. That ruins, like, forever. It doesn't matter. Whatever she does, she could win seven Nobel Peace Prize. She will forever be known as the woman who was sexually assaulted by Kavanaugh. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, that's how people would know her now. That's just sad. that's a huge disservice to her as well. Uh, what what was I thinking? Oh, the, well, with the school shootings, another thing I noticed about this is when these really tragic events happen, and there's no way you can take away from that. It just imagining, and it's the same with the Texas church shooting that I feel like people have already forgotten Oof. about, or the Charleston church shooting. Yeah, but when you when you put it in your own life's perspective, so when I heard that Texas church shot up, because I struggled with empathy when I was out in the military, I'd be like, ah. Oh. That sucks, but I don't really feel that bad. Mm. Then I thought, okay, somebody walked into a church and they, according to the story, they shot uh, the news story or the what was what I read, they shot a bunch of people in the church and one of them was the pastor's daughter and she was mm. early teenagers. It's an awful story or awful uh, event in Texas. And I thought that's you know my sister getting killed on a Sunday morning. That's my mom getting killed. That's my grandmother getting killed. That is such an awful thing. But what happens when this happens in America is people think it's so bad, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. You know, this is bad, this happened, don't talk about it. We need to change these possibilities, but don't talk about what happened. And when you do that, when you suppress conversation on events, especially when it feels like we're not being told everything, 
satire comes out. That's mm. the only thing that if people can't talk about something, they're going to make jokes about it. And mm. when you see satire coming out about these kind of things, it's like that's because people aren't getting to the bottom. Of it. There's no closure for these things. It's not like, okay, this was awful. This is what happened. This is how we can work on this and prevent this, and this won't happen again. There's no closure. It's just that happened. That was sad. Oh, don't talk about it anymore. Next thing. And is I heard we're coming up on the year anniversary of the Vegas shootings. That was what? How many people died? 50? 55? Crazy. Large amount. And so many people's lives were forever ruined. Uh, there was a story, and I know that a lot of people aren't going to like this, but I was reading on CNN, and that's I hate saying that. Like, look, it's a news cycle. Get over it. Whatever. It's a news... <laughs> Like I, I'm not going to apologize for that. So, anyways, there's there's a story. <laughs> you should, Jack. <laughs> there's a CNN there's a story devil. about a former not former. He still is a uh, MLB uh, prospect, and it was talking about the tragedy of that event. And all we could he we could talk about in that story was because he didn't want to talk about it. Was every time he would just hear a gunshot, whether it be in a game or a movie, he's forever traumatized by that because his life was forever changed by that event. But here we are, just like, oh yeah, let's move on. There's been school shootings be- between that time, so eh, they're not important anymore. I hate that. I hate it so much. Yeah, the the fact that we've had so many in the past three years, that is something we should all still be dealing with. Like, constant. This is huge. We have kids coming up in America that just think it's all right to go in and massacre their fellow students. That is such a huge problem. So much anger. I think that's what it comes back to. And like we said about Dr. Ford and other people who have been used as partisan political talking points and leverage actors or whatever, there was this story about one of the fathers of a victim from one of the school shootings going to the Supreme Court hearing. And um, I guess he was like, I'm going to make sure Kavanaugh doesn't get elected or whatever. He goes up there and he goes to shake his hand and the security moves in and Kavanaugh walks away. And the news reports that, like, why did Kavanaugh stiff this uh, victim of gun violence and everything? And Mm. it comes out, the story was, no, security just moved up to move this guy because he was walking past an area he shouldn't have been. And so Kavanaugh saw the security moving up. Kavanaugh Kavanaugh didn't know who this guy was. Mm. Like, he didn't know this guy's story. But the fact that the news propagated this and circulate the story of, oh, this man was disrespected by Kavanaugh. That's using this guy. Now the right-wingers are going to hate this guy because they're going to call him some crisis actor. And then the left-wingers are going to hate Kavanaugh. What are you doing? That's directly on the news making this a story, making people hate each other for nothing. So can we come to an agreement? It's the news' fault? I mean, it's not all the news' fault, but come (laughs) on, media. my goodness. I can't imagine there's all bad people in there that just want money and need... I, I think that the way organizations fall into diabolical schemes is slow small concessions hmm. that allows your conscience to breathe and sleep at night but in reality is working for bad purposes what is it the road to hell is paved with good intentions oh, who sings that oh my goodness what song is that i don't know oh i think it's black eyed peas oh, anyways goodness. all right let's let's try to move on to something a little more positive let's get to our listener questions david all right you ready all for right, this yeah all right <clears throat> first question Jimmy Butler is the latest diva to hold his team hostage. Do you see this being a trend for future disgruntled NBA stars? I'm going to actually add in just NFL, MLB, just any other you know sports star. I want to start off by oh saying Here goes. I want Jimmy Butler in Miami. I really he's good at defense. He's a hold up player. Hold up, I gotta ask you. Do you wait him get along again? No, they don't. No, yeah, they don't. Sure, they do. First they off, will. Jimmy Butler. 
was hitting on D-Way's wife, Gabrielle Union. No. You didn't see it? It was a joke. Uh, mm. She was doing a model pick or something. Which and, is a little too risque. And didn't Dwayne Wade say something funny in response or something? No, he said, you come down to Miami again, I'll you'll, something about foot in your butt. Right? <laughs> I was like, all right, Dwayne. Anyways, Jimmy Butler... I always thought he was kind of boring. Who did he play for? The Timberwolves? He played for the Timberwolves and the Bulls. And the Bulls. He was like just a hustle player, but his outside game wasn't too smooth. No. And great defender, though. His team always kind of sucked, though. <laughs> you did not want to watch them on Thursday night. No. But what does he do? He, he's making a public scene about getting traded because he doesn't want to play there anymore. Let's be honest. Who wants to play in Minnesota? I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan, but I wouldn't want to play there. It And it is. I think it is what the people made it. We turn sports into like... A huge money-making business, and people will make the best financial decisions for themselves, and they'll go about it by what means they see necessary. And sometimes your financial goals outweigh your ideals of teamwork and unity. So you're saying because you know Minnesota is such a small market, he has a better opportunity to make more money down in, say, Miami. So he's like, hey, get me down to Miami where I can uh, make some little extra side money because of uh, endorsements. Or he, yeah, and he's just tired of playing in Minnesota. Oh, can't blame him. <laughs> and especially and he'd rather winters. play in Miami. Oh, hanging so you, out with D Wade and Gabrielle Union. So you think this is going to be a, become a trend then? Well, I think it has been already. Okay. Um, LeBron's taking his talents to South Beach. He I will didn't say, take him to American Airlines Arena. I will say I'm not his biggest fan, but uh, Blake Griffin. He has accepted his fate. <laughs> he just was like, well, I go from L.A. to Detroit. Why did did he get traded there? Yes. That poor no, man. No. You have, do you know the story? They're like, as soon as they uh, the L.A. signed him to a five-year like max deal, and they're like, one of these days your, your uh, jersey will be in the, rafter, the rafters. Oh, no. And then like six months into the season, out. <laughs> no. So like he's still super bitter. I would too, but I'm like, oh. oh. Does Detroit have a team this year? <laughs> yes, we have a team. They're called the Pistons. Oh, well, I mean, are they going anywhere, uh, Jack? No. Who's their... Ben Drummond? Do they have him? Ben Drummond? Andre Drummond? Andre, sorry. Ben Wallace. Yeah, you've been drinking back. a little too much of this free drink. I like the fro. Like, that guy was epic. Ben Wallace hasn't played in like 10 years. I know, but he packed Shaq one year in the playoffs. It was epic. You guys were terrible against us. We we still beat... What was it? 4-2? 2006? One year. Yeah. One year. Championship. So, anyways. All right. We're agreeing to that. That future... I think it is kind of sad that um, sports athletes can use uh, social platforms to uh, get their way, kind of. Just from a fan base, because we like to think of sports as this nirvana where kids are getting together and like, go team. But in reality, it's men with families and businesses and lives afterwards that are like, you don't care about me once I retire. I'm trying to set myself up for success. It is what it is. I'll still watch... Every Monday night, Sunday night, watch the games. I'm going to utter a name you don't want to hear, but I think that's what LeBron did exactly to moving to L.A. Yeah, who, he's going to be in movies. He's going to be. He's probably going to be the governor. He doesn't care about. He might be making anymore. his run for the presidency. Yeah, he's he's got his what three rings? Yes, three. Does he rings. have three rings? Yeah, he's he's three and six in oh. NBA Finals. <laughs> yeah. He's no bad. chance of reaching 500. No, so he's just like. Eh. I'm going to go somewhere, go to L.A. My kid's going to become a star. I'm going to play my final years with him. So he's like, Wow, yeah, good for him, you know? Yeah, he's living the life. He's still – this is what I was thinking about LeBron James. The fact that if you ever bring up Michael Jordan, somebody will probably bring up LeBron James is Mm. good enough to say LeBron James made it. Oh, yeah. Like the fact that they're arguing about you and Michael Jordan, that's case in point. I look at the team they put around him, Rajon Rondo, JaVale McGee, McGee. Uh, who else? Michael Beasley. Baller. Oh, he, they got Michael Beasley. Yeah. Oh, 
you know, Mike uh, LeBron's like, I don't care, guys. Just put a team around me, like whatever. I'm just gonna cruise through this year. We're gonna get our 40 wins, losing the first round. We'll but... see, I'll root for them as much as oh yeah. I like I well, I don't want them to beat the Warriors, but you like the Warriors. I'd rather see the Warriors uh, make it versus Celtics than uh, oh LeBron versus Kyrie though. That would be something. But see, I th- everyone's making this out to be a big beef, but it's just Kyrie wanted to make it on his own, and now he's got a much better team around. Did him. you see the starting five? Oh, it's sick. Kyrie, um, Jalen Brown, Jaylen right? Brown, yep. Uh, Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward. How Horford. Horford, and then Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. Yikes. That's all-star. And right who's there. the guy coming off the bench that lit it up last year? Oh, Terry Rozier. Yeah, Terry, Terry Rozier. And Marcus Smart's coming yep. off the bench. You got the crazy Australian Aaron Baines, who's just a defensive monster. I'm excited the about the Celtics. They look good. Yeah, I hate that it's the Celtics, though. Oh, Any I other know. team. Any other team. Not Philly. Uh, uh, that's what, we're not, I'm not worried about Philly because they can't shoot outside. Ben Simmons has no mid-range. At least he didn't last year. How are you a point guard and not shoot 1-3? One 1-3. Three? Yeah. One three. No threes the whole season? No threes the whole season. Wow. He was good. Though. He can dunk. He, no, no, maybe he, he he shot something. He didn't make one. Not a single yeah. make. That's bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's pretty bad. All right, moving on to our next question. This one's geared for you. David, is the VA system really that bad? I haven't used the VA system for much. I did have a buddy that I knew that was in the Army for a while, a couple of years ago, that hated the VA. I think from the best of my knowledge, from when I've talked to people about it, when you use... Uh, Services provided by the U.S. government through the military, your experience is usually uh, filled with people who just don't really care and they're getting their check and the process is such a pain anyways. Everybody's miserable that's involved. Hmm. So if that happens at the VA, I wouldn't be surprised. It's probably just people who hate their jobs dealing with people who are upset with their lives a lot. So it's, it could be a bad environment. I've heard it's pretty complicated, and people have awful wait times, and they don't get treated with respect or priority or anything. I just haven't experienced it yet, so I don't have any firsthand knowledge. Can I throw a hypothetical at you? Yes. Do you think that if the money from the VA, like let's, let's say they shut down the VA, but that money was still being geared towards military, would there be a better place to put it? Um, besides the VA? Um... If it's not, if it's really not being used well by the VA, I think some kind of rehabilitate. I hate to say rehabilitation because you wouldn't think people would need that coming out of the military, mm. but some kind of program that helps people that are struggling to get back involved in life when they get out. So like a reacclimation project, basically. right? Or veteran suicides is a huge thing, yes. and it's not just because PTSD. It's, cause, it's also because when people get out of the military something that they dedicate their lives to is suddenly gone. And if they don't have a strong worldview or a strong call, they can float in like this meaningless life where they don't really know what the point is anymore and depression, mm-hmm. alcohol abuse, whatever, all that stuff comes in. So just better ways to thwart that kind of reintegration process where people throw their lives away <clears throat> early on after they get out. But I mean, the VA probably collects so much money for the medical stuff they do. Mm-hmm. I just think the biggest problem with veterans is getting their lives back together and being... Or not back together, but being a productive member in society after they get out of the military hmm. for a lot of them. So something that helps that better, basically. Hmm. All right. Give me a bigger monthly stipend. <laughs> I want more basically, money. Basically, stuff David's pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Sweet Understood. More David, money. David said he wants to shut down the VA system yes. so he can have more Redirect money. Redirect all to my bank account. <laughs> I'll distribute it properly. All right. I'm going to actually ask a question for myself before they... Before we go to the last question. So, David, 
if we, our space agency takes off, would you redeploy to be in the space force? <laughs> I think I said last week. Didn't I? Have say, I asked this? No, but what I said last week was, yeah, I don't want to die from suffocation. Uh, or I've said that to myself before. But I want to fight worms, dude. It would. I would say, give me ten years. Ooh. I want to see where I'm at. <laughs> if there's some crazy stuff going on in space at that time, I might have to re-sign up. If Ooh. it's a universal conflict, yes. All right. Of anybody, like let's just say Trump can put anyone into the commander position of the Space Force. Doesn't matter if they're not prior military. Who would you put in charge of Space Force? Space Force? Oh, man. I would, I mean... Mine's easy. Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. Oh, the cook. I'm just a cook. I'm just a cook. Dude, his belly would knock out any alien in his way now. Is he overweight now? He's, he's pretty big. Is he, he's, he was a black belt in something. He, he was, was an expert fighter. He is a Russian supporter as well. I would have to say I had an old squad leader named Michael Scowen, and he was he had a great Ooh, um, going personal. A, he had a great deep voice kind of thing when he briefed people, so it sounded cool, and people like to listen to him. He say funny stuff. Mm. He'd be a good space leader, mm. but he probably will never hear that. I can't think of like a popular figure today I'd want. No, maybe Colonel Sanders or something. <laughs> no. All right, Cooper. now you're going to die with some chicken. I'll get back to you on that. I'll all come right. back next week with a better answer. All right, all right, all right. My the final question is: <laughs> I don't know. You said thanks, Colonel Sanders. Thanks, Colonel. That's the motivation we needed. <laughs> God. All right. The final question is: Jack, what is the worst scene that you've ever worked? Uh, I I had to think about this question. There's actually two. Probably probably the one I worked Thursday was in the middle of Podink this, Nowhere. Wait, when was? Today, Saturday, yeah. two days ago? Yeah. Three days ago? So, uh, it was the middle of nowhere, 10 miles off of the main, the main road, no lights, one ro- one lane dirt road. Uh, it was a death investigation, and it was one of the creepiest places to ever be. Uh, I heard hogs circling around me, like they were trying to size me up, see if they could take me and eat hogs me. Hogs are dangerous. Uh, my car got stuck in the mud. I, it just wasn't a fun scene. And, uh Pretty sure I saw a ghost. Well, that's a different story for a different time. I already wrote, wrote a blog about it. Check that out. But uh, another terrible scene was, uh, David understands this. There was a body that was in severe decomposition. And uh, the, her arm was moving. And I thought, oh, this, this girl's like still got movement in her arms. No, it was maggots. And there's so many maggots in her arm, it looked like there was, her arm was pulsating. So that was a pretty rough scene for me. Oh, man. <laughs> so that's a good, fun note to end on, isn't it? Yes, thank you, Jack, for those mm. memories and sights. So, David, you got any rough scenes you ever worked? I did. I don't know. That was pretty bad. Basically what you said, those are the worst things. Decomps? Decomps, yes. yeah. Just because. So if I have one little warning shot, check on your neighbors. Make friends. Check on your neighbors, please. No people. If you have a single older lady or older man, check on them like three or four days of the week. Because they need the love. It doesn't and take also, long. It, takes it doesn't what? take long, especially in Florida. Heat. Five days. Oh, it can take days, three days. Three days. So please, just check on them. Thank you. That's just from me. You have anything to end on? I David? don't know what Jack's vlog says, but I if he starts releasing videos about ghost hunting and stuff, you know, this is all the startup launch of his new show or something. Ghostbusters. I, what did you? You used to want to do a show about something, didn't you? Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Oh, that's pretty funny, though. I like those Bigfoot Hunter shows. 
I would um, just dress you up, let you I'd, grow the beard I would be out. Bigfoot, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like coming coming out of your bathroom. He's here. He's, He's in the bathroom. I like run outside. He's stuck in the house. Become. Uh, oh, I remembered what I wanted to say last week that oh. I remembered for this week. Sergeant Baker from the USAA commercials. I swear that's Mark Wahlberg. Listen to his voice. If you ever hear it on the radio, it sounds just like Mark Wahlberg. And I just want to know if anybody else thinks that. Once you hear it like that, you cannot unhear Oof. it. It's crazy. All right. That's all I got. Well, with that antidote, that antidote. is... Antidote? <laughs> I'm losing my mind. All right, listen. 48 hours straight awake. I'm tired. Yeah, he's sucking down a Louisiana kitchen. Popeye's what? It's an unsweet lemon. Uh, Uns- unsweet... T. There you go. Got to get my words together. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. Be sure to check out our website at infopilgrims.com for daily blogs, vlogs, and podcasts. We will always be pumping out new content. Maybe one of these days David will write a blog. I highly doubt it. Don't, I'm don't writing some stuff. Don't don't hold that hope, folks. <laughs> but I don't put it on the internet where Big Brother can get Oh, my goodness. <laughs> for conspiracy theorist David Dolby, I am Jack May signing off. As always, let's make America think again. <laughs>